So what's up guys, welcome back to a brand new series where I get in real audiences that just bought real estate with real money. Of course it's real money, but <laughs> what the hell am I doing? Anyway, uh, so I'm very inspired when people share their stories with me on how they buy their first property with the guidance of the channel. And I realized that I'm also inspired. That's why I can go like almost a thousand videos. So I hope these kind of stories can also help those that is... 50-50 lah. Want to go in, then not go in. What's the do's, what's the don'ts. And the difference will be these audiences just got it fresh. Mm. So everything is still there. If I ask them 10 years later, ah yeah, all small matter lah. But now when the matter is still big, get them in to share, then we can laugh at this 10 years later lah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, today, one of the first audience is uh, coincidentally my friend. Uh, also my wife's... Uh, classmate back in uni yeah i am you right so yeah. so those are the excellence creep of the society la. no la, because i come from dirt ma i come oh. from uh any what a way so anyway just uh please introduce yourself hi i'm jonathan i there's nothing special about me um i'm just in the channel because i recently moved into my property yay <laughs> And so, so what do what do you do on a normal basis? Uh, I was a pharmacist. That's mm. how I know uh, Sean's wife, mm. right? And then now I'm, I moved to the pharmaceutical industry. Mm. Uh, my title is the medical affairs lead, but mm. basically I work some sort like a consultant to the company, and I meet doctors and plan some strategies, things like that. Yeah. The simple words sound so chunky, right? Strategies, <laughs> like. I make videos. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when did you uh, buy this particular property? I bought this property 2020, about late 2020, right? 20, COVID, right? During the, yeah, when, so COVID, we had the lockdown and then when the, the government eased the uh. Uh, restrictions, we, we started looking at properties. Okay, so let's go step by step. Why? Uh, sudden that sudden need of a property. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, you know, I, I like what you said, right? Like uh. ten years later, when people ask, "How do you get a property?" Mm -mm -mm. The, the short answer is, we went into the property, we looked around, we say, "This is it." Oh. But the journey of uh. getting to that point was actually two years, right? Before we actually signed the SBA, mm. right? So, we were, you know, we were. Think my wife, my fiance now mm. wife. Then we were talking about ex-girlfriend. ex-fiance now because she's my wife, right? Mm. So we were thinking, okay, what's our next step, right? We want to mm. get married. We want to have a family. So, what do we? Uh, the next thing, obvious things to do mm. to do is to buy a house. Mm. So, uh, your your channel says you yeah. should see 20, 30 properties yeah. before yeah. you make the decision. So, yeah. actually, that's what we did, right? Uh. We were going to. Uh, from Klana Jaya, sorry, Klana Jaya to mm. Monkara to yeah. PJ. Yeah. And and we were uh we were still lost. There uh. was no clarity after looking at five to seven properties. Yep. Then I remember the time coming back from Klana Jaya. Mm. My wife asked me, actually, uh, that lady kept talking to us about the facilities of the whole condominium. Mm. Is that really what's important to us? Mm. And at that moment, it was a light bulb in my head. Mm. I was like, damn, 
I need to define or establish a search criteria. I just can't go in blind seeing yeah. 50 different properties. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so we sat down, yeah. we started thinking, okay, what our what is our non-negotiables? What mm. our non-negotiable? So obviously, first thing is budget. Mm. Right? This is the max we'll go. We'll not we'll not go above. And we make sure that the loan is only one person's name. Because mm. otherwise you waste the name. Cool. Right? I, so, I feel so proud listening to that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so like we established these search criteria, mm. mm. and we knew okay, this is the area we want to stay because it's close to our family, mm. and we want to make sure that we all have family support wherever we are. Mm-hmm. So no point staying in say Monkiara when we when the family's in PJ or yep. Subang, yep. right? Yep. Mm. So we had that broad sense of non-negotiables, mm. and then we started zooming in on the properties that fit into mm. our search criteria. So for those who are out there, you know, 50-50, mm. sometimes we are not sure uh, what to do because we are not sure of what we want. Yes. So you have to get that out, right? Yeah. And part of that uh, search, right, it's how we will define what we want. Yeah. Like that, that first, like part of that 20 properties, right, the first 7 to 10, right, it's a just hello, bye. Exactly. <laughs> you don't know why you are there for. You're drinking a coffee or fruit juice, then jiao, then the uh, you just leave a contact and people keep bugging you. What the twenty process will help is when on. You will not know, unfortunately, lah. Right. Yeah. You will not know what you don't know until you see. Exactly. Right. Like what's up with one point two million house? What's up with uh, 700,000 condo? What's up with lender? What's up with high-rise, right? And I like the answer is the communication. When it, it, it's so rare, right, to come about a couple that is so open and rational when it uh, comes to... Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you're all a bit uh, low, so yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a, bit, a bit elder on, a, on the older side, a bit more matured side. Not like when you are 24, 23, right? You are about... It's a very emotional. Yeah. So when the comparison was a thing, you guys were hit by reality in wages, in income, in salaries. So you all know that, okay, if you were to get this property, uh, what's the installment like? How is it going to affect lifestyle and whatsoever? No more hype. Yeah, yeah. But when you're at your younger age, right? My friend got this for... <laughs> Why don't we consider as well? So especially in like like the camera guy is looking at me right now. Uh so like whenever I buy something, then the family members, right? Just buy what Sean buys. It will be fine. Which is absolutely wrong. Exactly. <laughs> right? So I'm a person who I can afford a big house, but I prefer small ones. Exactly. Yeah. It's your personal choice. Yep. Yeah. Then after buying it, uh was it how was it very different when you get it at uh, MCO Tech? No, so the thing is that mm. you know, I want to double back, right, to why is it important to have that sort of discipline? Mm. Because, you know, when we were younger, we tend to compare, right? Yeah. But at even at, because I bought it when we were at the 30s, right? There's another unforced, there is another influence, right? Because you're sitting there and you don't know much about properties, mm. and the salesperson is super convincing. Yes. Oh, got this, got that, and tell you, we're going to build a highway here, mm. then we will build another entryway here. You know the building, that one, that building over there, we're going to put an entryway here. 
and it's all going over your head because you don't know that place, right? In mm. one Kiara, I never stayed there. So mm. I don't know what's happening. Mm. But it's just so convincing. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, so people who are very nice and amiable, um, when uh. the salesperson gets a bit more pushy, then you feel the pressure. To, to, to I need to sign already. <laughs> uh. Like I wasted this person's time. So there's a lot of all this pressure, right? So it's very important you come back to your discipline knowing what is your what are your non-negotiables. Do you drop any... Things. Uh, booking forms mm, booking form one <laughs> and I was like uh, oh. she's such a nice guy <laughs> I cannot <laughs> I was like oh man did I make the right choice uh, yeah <laughs> yeah cool so, so, so you gotta have that discipline huh? okay then since we are there right was it difficult to tell her no after that initially yes uh, but after your fifth sixth rejection you go I don't care. <laughs> it's my money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's these moral things that sometimes when you're too nice, right? You feel the obligation when people give you all the services that so called like, actually it's a standard procedure, but actually people yes. feel the obligation, right? Oh I yeah, five hundred money la, I, I just give la, give la. But then five hundred give it, I, I just continue la, just continue la, exactly. just pick unit la, and then just end up with a unit that you don't know why you buy in the first place. Yeah. Right. So, continue your story, please. I keep interrupting. You are the first episode. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, we, we, you know, we were discussing earlier. We don't even know where this is going to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, we refined our search criteria. Mm. Then we sort of, okay, knew what we wanted. Mm. Then we searched. Lah. Okay, we wanted this area. We wanted this price. Then we came across this idea. It actually landed property mm. is not a bad choice because mm. you look at say PJ or Subang, the prices are maybe 700, 800k. Yes. And that's very comparable to a condo, yes. 1,002 square feet in Monkara. Mm. So we were thinking, hey, I think this is a good idea. It was part of our non, uh, it was part of our negotiable part. We wanted a slightly bigger property, mm. preferably landed. Mm. So we, we started searching and that is when the 20 to 30 properties really help. And that's what you mm. mentioned earlier. The more you see, the more you know what you want, mm. what you don't want. Mm. So we started going to the landed properties and we started seeing, okay, this layout doesn't work for us. Mm. And they built this wall in the living room. Mm. Why don't they just open it up? Mm. So we started knowing what layout works for us, what layout doesn't work for us, what kind of area and, and, and environment we like to be in, where is the nearest uh, station. Mm. We, we started understanding all this and we would not have known if we didn't look for properties like 20 to 30. Mm. And, and I realized, you know, some of, I'm not too sure we've heard this before, no. but some of the... <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the, la the last time I saw it was three years ago. So. <laughs> you yeah. know, some of the older people that used to say, when you find that property, you will feel it's the right property. I, I never believed that though. Never did. Mm. So I also don't believe that because it's sort of, it's like, what, mm. that, what does it mean? There's no science to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after looking at 30 properties, you found. Uh, I, I think I understand why they say that. Mm. Because after 30 properties, you sort of have an intuition of what you want. Ah, uh, okay, I get it now. Okay. You sort of, you sort of know what you like, what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And that only comes, like what you said earlier, through experience. Mm. So after that, when I entered that house, I go, this is the one I want. Mm. Yeah. 
So I think, you know, coming back, I think the first thing is establish your search criteria. Mm. Then number two, explore within that search criteria and further refine it. Because when you refine it good enough, you will sort of have an intuition and a confidence in your decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's... Uh, okay, we can share the bigger address. So I just want to bring more value to the audience, right? So your search, if it did... <clears throat> let's... Okay. Uh, what price you bought and what type of property and just the location area. Sure. Uh, I bought a uh, double-story I bought a double landed. Uh, the Nasi Lama property. <laughs> that was sorry, landed in Subang. I mm. uh, bought it for 800,000. Was it a bargain? Like, like if you compare to the surrounding back then? Oh, yes. Um, because, you know, when you buy a sub-sale mm. landed, you, there's a big barrier to entry, right? Yeah. You have to pay, I think, 18%, mm. you know, with the SPA fee, down payment, all. And then you have to consider reno. Yes. So, a part of our refined search criteria at that time was we wanted a house within that budget and we wanted to make sure that a lot of the major renovation we needed done was already done by the previous owner. Mm. For example, house extension. That is a shitload amount of money. Yes. <laughs> right? So we, we made sure we found a house that was fully extended. Mm. The size, the layout made sense. Mm. Yeah, certain houses, although fully extended, uh, a lot of the additions were really ad hoc. Mm. Suddenly, a uh, room here. Yeah, suddenly, yeah, 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 yeah. And then go like, this doesn't make sense at all. Mm -hmm. There was one house we went to, we literally had to go left, right, left before we entered the kitchen. <laughs> mm. So we were like, oh, this is not the one we want. Yeah. So to me, it was a bargain. Because back then, right, on the 80s, 90s, when our parents' days, la, people buy house with uh, like minimal, whatever they had. Exactly. Then, then uh, it's not a concept to invest what you have as extras instead they will just uh, make good to the existing house yeah yeah so sometimes when you see frankenstein uh, double story houses sometimes it's not design sense because it's a very big uh debate between getting an id versus getting a contractor's mm. like until my until today like my parents and my uncles right why hire a designer? I know design. Exactly. That's what we, we faced also. <laughs> yeah. So like, he's going to take 10% of the profit. He's going to take then like, then and then up like the house looks weird. Exactly. And a lot of people don't see that as the, like from a buyer's perspective, it's weird. Okay, no deal. Just imagine, right? If it's a deal that you really want to let go as an owner, right? Just by having a sense of design, if you don't have, you can just pay for it. Mm immediately that the house would, would appreciate more. Exactly. And the what I like from that statement just now is you know within that budget it's best that to get the the most value means that yeah. value already the house is already upkeep really nicely. The, exactly. The main uh things were done already. Right. So so how like you say two years, right? <clears throat> how is the appointment process for every part of it? Uh, the appointment process uh, was actually quite easy, right? You just go to uh, property portals, property portal, portals, right? Mm. And see what you like. Mm. Uh, don't be disappointed if what you see in the picture <laughs> varies <laughs> very differently than the actual. Yeah. You know, just keep in mind that you are exploring, mm. right? So it wasn't it wasn't difficult. The difficult part was actually the whole process it's 
tiring, you know, every sorry, mm. every weekend, mm. uh tiring every weekend going out to see properties. Mm. Yeah. Um and after, you know, a few months have gone by, you start wondering, am I ever going to make a decision? Yeah. So it's that 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 you're feeling tired, you're feeling frustrated. Mm. So that was that that point for us. Mm. Then after getting the keys, uh Usually it takes around four to six months time. Yeah. Right. So after you pay the money, right? Three uh, percent uh agent eh, you pay three percent first or two percent? I can't remember the uh, payment schedule. Mm. Yeah. And the whole so I, I kinda spoke this, but I didn't really emphasize, right? Part of the struggles of buying a sub sale, especially, is the length of the process. Oh yes. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> you buy already, right? Then like, hey, what stage are we in right now? Then the agent keeps telling, oh, we are not at this stage, we are not at this stage, you need to prepare this money, whatever, whatever, right? Then after this, all this royalty is going to con- going to come to you. Then after this, banker is going to approach you. Then you got to prepare this, prepare that. It was so daunting. You just don't know what's happening. And, uh. you know, you, you from young, we were taught, okay, whenever you sign document, make sure you know what you're signing. <laughs> but when it's a stack like this, <laughs> you just go... Is it all standard? Uh, standard document? Okay, just like... Uh, then you initial every page. Initial every page. I don't even know exactly what. I yeah. just know that these are standard documents. The lawyer had to assure me every document is like that one. Uh, so just sign. Uh, yeah. Cool. So after getting the keys, right? What are the main things that you... Obviously, it was uh, within expectations when you step in. Uh, but after when you start doing customization... Uh. <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so how was it like? Okay. Before that, uh, I think I need to talk about this very important thing that I think you always mention. Mm. But people don't hear it enough. And if they hear it, they are not internalizing it enough. Mm. Is don't get emotional. Mm. Very, very important. Now, um, let's dial back, right? We, we, before I even signed the letter of offer. Yeah. I knew in my head that one way to really afford a sub-sale and the cu- counting in Renault cost is to do markup. Yeah. I knew that. Uh. But imagine, uh, one year of searching, 30 properties, you're feeling tired, frustrated, mm. you found a house that you like, and then the, the agent tells you, hey, another person also writing a check already. Mm. So you, I felt so anxious, so what Cantonese called Kanjong. Uh, I mm. I just quickly got the letter of offer ready, mm. uh, negotiated a price a little bit to what I wanted and just signed. Mm. And then only a few weeks later when everything was settled, I realized, damn, I never do markup. Mm. <laughs> Good thing, you know, we could work out our finances to, aff- to afford everything. It's yeah. just that with the markup, mm. my cash flow would have been so much better. <laughs> Okay, so just to break down, right? Markup here means the difference of market price versus valuation. So when a property, let's say, is selling for eight hundred, right? For mm. example, on in the in valuation of the eye of the bank, it may worth more. Let's say nine eight eighty, but it makes it makes a big difference when it's ninety percent of eight eighty versus eight hundred. So if it's taking 90% of 800,000, you get 720,000. You need to cough up 80%, which is 80,000. You need to cough up 80,000 first upfront, straight. Mm. Compared to you, you cough up for 88,000, 
but then you're going to get more back via your financing. Then that helps in terms of the cash that you have in your bank. Not everybody is as comfortable with having nothing in the bank like me. <laughs> so some people like, if, let's say you only have 3,000 in your bank account, right? And you have a house to do renovation, right? What a, what a torture, right? The insecurity. Exactly. It's, exactly. Then when you have that scarcity mindset, especially, then you go for promos and promos only because cash liquidity is limited. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole different torture. And it's not like everybody knows how to do it. You just tell your lawyer, uh, can I do this? They will advise accordingly. Of course, upfront, is this doable? Uh, <clears throat> uh, professionally no but everyone is doing it uh, right even as a seller I'm giving discount I know exactly what people want right since we have those before the implementation of harsh rules in the future let's just go with the flow first uh. that's my take uh. mm. so like because luckily you could afford. yeah luckily right like, imagine like you need to cash out your FD that's left for two weeks <laughs> you waited for the interest of 2.7 for years ah. so I mean when we were signing that letter when I was signing that letter of offer mm. I could sign it knowing that I could afford it it's just that thinking ahead right I could have protected my cash flow so much more yeah. and, and you know that emotional decision at that point of time made me forget this part and this is a painful experience. I remember calling our mutual friend, mm. Zach. I was like, I am such an idiot. <laughs> and, and just to point out right, the benefits of when you take up more loan, uh, the interest rates are usually better. Mm. Right, number one. Number two, even if you crash out more, you need to pay more installments, right? At that particular moment of time, you felt you have abundance, you can just cash back in the account. Exactly. <laughs> it's... It's a no-brainer actually to, to just withdraw out as much as possible. Yeah. Then whether you want to use it or you want to just park it, right? Having the cash in the pocket is better than not having it. Exactly. Uh, cool. So, but a lot of people are like, oh, I, they, are, they are so fearful and they have this sense of discipline towards debt. Uh. So they felt like, oh, I just want to take enough. Mm, exactly. Uh, especially when it's your first property, right? Well, you learn. <laughs> In a very painful... <laughs> then how much was the renovation like? The renovation... Okay, so... You know, coming back to... You when you go talk about renovation, the first rule is... Mm. Again, never get emotional. You need to establish your non-negotiables, which is your budget. Mm. So we had a budget of, um, say, 100k, right? Because the house was almost fully done. Now. Mm. Then... We went around and all the other... Some of the IDs didn't even bother to get back to us. Yeah, 100k is a two liter sometimes. Yeah, they were like, 100k, you want to do this? Cannot. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but good thing we managed to meet mm. a, a, a friend of a friend. Mm. Very nice guy. And then he's also starting out. Mm. So we managed to get a good deal. So we managed to got everything done within 150 plus k. Just mm. for the reno and all. So burst budget lah. Burst, because... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can honestly say okay correct me if I'm wrong huh? but 100% of all Renault budgets will be burst yes confirm especially if you buy a sub-sale mm. because mm. you wouldn't know what's behind the wall yeah like I didn't want to do any wiring mm. and then they started hacking to, to do some repositioning they realised they said John your wire needs to change I said why 
because it's the same wire that they are using in our vacuum cleaner. Uh. <laughs> so for your safety, please change. Mm. So again, you had to add cough up money. But where that discipline comes is when you start thinking about your non-negotiables because it's a lot. Mm. You want your cabinet to be made of Nyato wood, not uh. that melamine laminate uh. crap. Uh. You want a dining table made of teak wood, eight uh. feet, because uh. it looks so nice in the showroom. Uh. But you know, you've mentioned this many times in your channel, right? Like uh. your your living room, your reno is not even settled yet. You know, yeah, why are you yeah. thinking about all this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very important that you set your budget and know what the priorities are. Mm. Yeah. And then only move forward with your So like in that hundred and fifty thousand. I'm going to rub it in, right? <laughs> what exactly that did you do? Like, the cabinets was existing, mom, technically? Or you yeah, changed all? Change. Cabinets had to change. So you changed cabinets. Floorings or wall? Floorings, no. We could... Uh, floorings, only the dry kitchen part. Mm. We changed. The, the rest we maintained. Just polish. Oh, nice. Yeah. Then uh, what about uh, extensions all done already? Extensions all done, but we knocked down two walls mm. and made our bathroom a little bit bigger because yeah. old houses are yeah. Yeah, not so big. And then one more is to separate the dining and the dry kitchen. So we knocked down that wall. Mm. Then the column, we made it to a false cabinet then put an island there. So the mm. space looks bigger. Yeah. yeah. Then actually that's about it. And then just walling up the front part as well. Like that, hundred and fifty thousand really, you know, ladies and gentlemen. No joke. Huh? <laughs> you think hundred thousand you can do everything, and then you realize nobody even wants to do your business. Mm. And that's a very very harsh wake up, you know. Like okay, like, first of all, not everyone is privileged enough to buy a, a landed house. So like, congrats to you, the who those who can afford. The next smack in the face is going to be the renovation. Oh yes. If you keep thinking that hundred thousand is a very big amount of money for a landed, right? <clears throat> Not really. And this is without, like, this is with minimal wet works. Yeah, this is minimal, yeah. Uh. Emphasis here, minimal. Yeah, so, like, if can, don't do the wet works, don't do, like, did you change the toilet bowls and all? Oh, so, toilets also, everything changed. Yeah. So, it's a, I, I don't know why, like, I don't see the need to change toilet bowls, actually, okay. until I've seen old ones. <laughs> <laughs> so because like all these houses were from 1980s 1990s yeah yeah and the the advancement in sanitary west is so good right you look at old ones it's just plastic la, yellow la, then you don't know whether is it human <laughs> whatever or is it just stain right so if can afford la. but once you hack all things start right? since hack already my bro this one also must clear it, not that match. Oh. <laughs> this one don't match, ma. And, <laughs> and how contractors work is this business development, or I would say cost development. Once I touch something, hey, you know, up a little bit, you get more, ma. <laughs> up a little bit, you get more. Hey, you know, we didn't foresee this, but would you want, I have this owner who left some out, you want to take, then we can nego on a price. These are the usual lingos, right? Yeah. So, you know, from their perspective, you can understand, right? Sometimes it's not that they want to make money, but they feel it like, hey, Since I, have this, mm. I have this quite a good deal, uh. right? If you add a bit more, I can give you this, right? If you don't want, it's fine. Mm. Of course, some are, are really out there to earn your money. Mm. Cannot be helped. 
But from a buyer's perspective, from a client's perspective, you go, I'm already spending 100,000. 100, mm. What's another 800? Because mm. relatively speaking, 800 is nothing. Uh. 100,000 and 100,800 is nothing. Yeah. And so you have that mindset. And you, but what we don't realize is that over the months, this 800 will accumulate. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, yeah. you realize you have a 15, 20,000 ringgit mm. above budget uh. because everything just adds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so really comes back to that emotional discipline, knowing what you can and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. But all this includes the soft finishings as well. Uh. No, the soft finish... Uh, Soft furnishings, no, it's under us as well. So like... 150,000 doesn't include curtains? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not curtains. Also in total, rough guess, 180 to 200? 200. Close to 200. Close to 200, yeah. So, okay. Let's tone down, okay? Look back. If you cough out uh, 18%, which is 800,000, 18% power value system, 144,000, 144,000, add in another 200,000 for make good. Yeah. 344,000 for an 800,000 property. Right? Rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, you. I feel much better now. <laughs> but instead of taking a new house, that is maybe like a booking fee of uh, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. Then you work on a brand new canvas. Yeah. Then uh, it's going to be so different, the it's entire experience. Be. But you don't get certainty. Yes. Right? Like, so, and the amazing story, the lesson about this story, right? You are in with such awareness already. Exactly. Right? That awareness, that knowledge, uh. that plan. <laughs> <laughs> but they all go wankaboom. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, uh, right? Ultimately, right? Are you happy with the house now? I, I love my house. Ooh, I cool. absolutely love the way it mm. turned out. Uh, shout out to my my ID, mm. Nick and his wife, uh, Jojo, for, for that, for the amazing work. Mm. And so actually that's the reason why I mm. chose to, you know, come to this this yeah. chan, uh, this session, right? Because a house, when you do it right, is really one of the best experiences you have especially it's your first mm. in your home but when you make and I'm like you said I'm lucky because mm. although I made mistakes the mistakes weren't that severe yeah it's within affordability yeah it mm. was within a rather big margin of error but still <laughs> <laughs> I'm here right so uh, uh, uh. but you know if we if some people may have made bigger mistakes and, and that could cost them a lot of time and money mm. and opportunity. Yep. So it's important that and I'm re I really like what you do, right? Because mm. education is the way to get out of this, yeah. this trap. And it's not a one year, two years. Now we're talking about 30 years alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And imagine, okay, just to paint a very scary picture to the young audience, right? This is a gentleman that coughed out 300-ish thousand and every month still need to pay around 2006 to the bank. Belum kira utilities, belum kira cukai tanah, belum kira cukai pintu. Uh, technically, everything maintenance lagi. I haven't asked about the tangki, the you change. Tangki, no. We uh, just clean. Yeah, yeah, so luckily it's still cleanable. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. people is like, 
don't go through the effort like just change one <laughs> then uh-huh. your roofing and whatsoever then it what I'm, what I'm all going to is the affordability portion when you are going into a home discussion right it's a very different like because the I realized that the channel has skewed to a very dollar to dollar cents to cent kind of mm. talk of investment mm. hey, can I make money hey, screw it right mm. but when it comes to a home right like today, like he's happy. All people are like, oh, I'm a three, four hundred thousand. I might as well buy a new property, lah, get rental whatsoever, right? Uh, you don't have a home. Yeah. So it's all there's no right, no wrong. Mm-hmm. And and like he had his first property as his home. After self having a lot, I still don't have a home. <laughs> I'm still living off somebody else. So it's wise, but then it based on perspective for him. Yeah, so I I was, you know, I was driving here, I was thinking whether I should say this. Yeah, but yeah. now that you've mentioned it, I think it's important that we all be real with ourselves. Yes. Because what stopped me from buying a house of my own? So I won't go into too much into details, details mm. but, mm. you know, from my family history, yeah. part of my dream growing up since I was a child was to own a home of my own, mm. right? So that was what I wanted. But when I was 23, 24, I was like, you know, I should, whatever money, I should use it to invest. And I wasn't exactly really happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and it was a struggle between my what my head was telling me and what my heart wants. Mm. So, I'm not saying that you should only focus on present happiness because it is an extremely poor predictor of future happiness and success. Mm. But what I'm saying is, you need to be real with yourself. I needed to be real with myself. Like, this is what I wanted. This was my dream growing up as a child. And now that after some calculation, knowing my plans, I think I can afford it. Then go for it. Yeah. But if you are someone and you need two names for one loan, it's clearly <laughs> out of your affordability range. Listen yeah. to Sean, don't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. That's for sharing, man. That's deep. It's like a lot of people think that investment... Last time when I was investing, all people thought oh, I was a weirdo. La. Like uh, imagine like back then we were drinking in oh sh- oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking in clubs or whatever. Uh, right? Tea, we were drinking tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, a common friend and I, we were only talking about properties, only talk yeah. about share market. Like we keep investing in it and we couldn't mix in. Like the others were talking about, hey, you know where to hang out and things like that, right? We were the weirdos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, it's cool that some of us who then choose, hey, I also want to be like them. But no, what I think is important, right? Like, now looking in your career that is very, very successful, even on Common Friends ground, a lot of people talk about you. You are so fulfilled. Like, what's worth, right? If that's 300,000, 400,000, getting you a home that every time you drive back home, right? I get recharged. Then I can focus on my active income. Yeah. Who says uh, passive income is the way to go? Yeah, yeah. When your active income can give you 400000 just like that. Why not, right? <laughs> so, it doesn't mean... I, I think a lot of people do not tell enough or stress enough about the importance of active income, ultimately. Actually, that's true. Like, that is true. The passive income is ultimately limited by your active income. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and... A lot of people talk about, say, property is a passive income. And I know you say this too, mm, right? Mm. Well, and you, it's not really passive-passive. Nope, it's not. Right? You've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. It's about 
managing your tenants, managing yeah. your properties. You have ten, and you have to manage it on your own. It's active. Yeah. So this idea of passive income, I think even Gary V mentions yeah, yeah. this. It's it's an illusion, really. Yeah. 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 So focus on, yeah, active income is important. Mm. You need to establish your, how do I say, your competency. Yep. Earn more so you can invest more. Mm. And uh, uh, from a friend from a distance, right? What I see from him is uh, John. Uh, him is John. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just for those who are not on, on camera on video, right? So it's a huge admiration because oh, of the you. romanticism, romanticism that you have for a home. Uh-huh. It's such a dream of yours, right? That you mentioned. You keep like, you know, I. I really want this and you put in so much effort two years for a property right in two years time this may sound a little bit wrong but we went to like 400 properties already <laughs> and exactly I know what and that's the reason why I want this kind of session is because it reminds me again of my very first mm. so I'm going to stick this to the my first property story podcast I think right camera guys not 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 and then he has the same vibe so it's all about your first right and if you get it right so let's say now you're fully recharged you okay fully recharged spiritually not in your bank account (laughs) 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 but it doesn't matter because with your active income you can still go for three ninety percent slots Mm. then you start investing from there you're like what 30 ish yeah. And now I just found out, right? Like loan can go up to 65, 70. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's good news. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Even some is 75. Like Rina shared. Yeah. So really? uh, mm, the main reason why I was hustling so hard is because the younger I buy, the less I need to pay every month. That makes all the difference. A 10 year <clears throat> down payment versus eh, a 10 year tenure versus a 35 year tenure. Huge difference in the yeah, yeah, loan, yeah. loan installment. So, once they tell me like you can go up to 75, like, <gasps> I can still play this game for the next <laughs> 15 years, bro. Wow. <gasps> but, some might be envious that you have a home. Like sometimes I think, right, hey, you come back to a place that you created all your hard and effort, right, all in, every single town you know you participated, what was the struggle like with that, and then, um, yeah. I guess congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Right, um, it's it's a real achievement. Like yes, that's, and yes. I see that pride. That uh-huh. I I I felt that pride of owning a property that I fully, uh, paid. You worked hard for. Yeah. It's your dream. It's my yes. dream. Yeah, yeah. Because there's something like I wouldn't say dirty, but like people like me, right. <laughs> Use everybody's other people's money, other people's time, then build something. And yeah, there's a mastery to it. But then ultimately, we don't have pride. Right? I don't have pride for the space. Because mm. ultimately, it's just a tool. Mm. Okay. And that's what I love about real estate the most. It's so many things. Mm. Like it can be a dream. It can be a home. It can be a tool. It can be anything you want. Oh, yeah. That's just true. Right? Yeah. And... Like now you own a house in Subang, then, oh, then I think, okay. Do, do you need as much space? Like, landed? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, ah. here's the thing, right? Ah. 
short answer is I don't. <laughs> I took my time to answer because I'm quite ashamed of this. Mm. Uh, but I would say that, you know... Maybe um, now. La. Maybe. So, okay, so the... the, the this house um, uh. wasn't... was a bit too big for, for my initial plan. Okay, basically I bought it because it is what I wanted and in the price range I wanted and mm. the extra space was like, Ooh, bonus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think coming back to what you initially said earlier about your uncle uh, who yeah. spent the weekend yeah. cutting grass, uh, main- maintenance for a big house is a, is a real problem. Uh. Yeah, you're going to, if you're going to spend money, either you hire somebody to do it or you do it yourself, mm. which costs you time. So, uh, be mindful of that. Know how much space you will need now and in the future. So future-proof, right? So if you're buying a home and you plan to stay for 5-10 years, you're going to have children maybe, mm. then future-proof yourself. Yeah. But don't think of, oh, I want a semi-D, I want a corner lot because you're going to do a lot just to maintain the place. You'll be a slave to your own. Yeah. House. Yeah. Every time I mop the floor, I'm angry. <laughs> I'm like, Why am I doing this? <laughs> uh, any robo cleaner, right? You want to sponsor this episode? Right, so yeah, like, and I get a lot of hate from. I got a lot of heat from that. Like a lot of people don't think that. Uh, uh, I want the house to serve me, not me serving the house. Like now, let's say, uh, Mister John, your job has been excellent. We really like your work. We want to offer you a temporary, uh, position in wherever, like Switzerland, whatever like, I don't know. Why do I sound like that? Anyway, <laughs> uh, six months. Can you just leave the house six months like that? Yeah. Not everyone can though. Yeah. What if break in there? Do we need to install security now? Like CCTV, how is going to monitor? What if uh, power failure now? Uh, end of the year already. We don't know whether a uh, flood will come or not. Exactly. Then suddenly the neighbor keeps calling them. Neighbor thought that, hey, this owner not around and they always park in front of your house. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these kind of problems will come. But uh, it's a problem that only fortunate people would have. Mm. Because only you, you need to have first have a house that's beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. the okay, imagination okay. of people. Like my uncle. The house is, I think now, I think I checked the latest market rate. It's like 6 million for the house. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a big place. Two persons here. <sighs> Imagine, it's 12,000 square feet. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 12,000 square feet, then like the kitchen is already bigger than my house, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm legit serious. The table is almost a bathroom. The dining table with the island is almost a bathroom. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Until you clean it? Exactly. Until yeah. you clean it, until... Uh, and you don't even use that space. Yeah. It's just empty. Yeah. So you're literally paying for yeah. nothing. <laughs> The truth, real stories. Anyway, um, okay, I really like what we shared so far, and wow, kudos to the first episode, right? Um, turning back, like when you go back to the stage where okay, I want, I think I need a house, right? Could you like, let's say you go back, hey, John, <laughs> three tips. What would that be? Three tips. Going back to when you first buy the house, right? When you first wanted, like you decide. <clears throat> Mm. I think number one is um, 
for me, la, I mm. think what I should have done more is to keep calm mm. and study. Mm. So what I mean is this, right? Because so you know we we talk about how much money I spend. Yep. I can honestly say I am nowhere near my financial goals. I'm nowhere near even what I would say rich. You know? mm-hmm. I would just say I'm middle or lower middle class even. No lie, bro. Okay. <laughs> so, so I know how it feels when you want to buy a house and mm. it's 800,000 or a million. That kind of fear and anxiety that, that we all have, mm. right? Because it's the first house. We have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. And not only you have to deal with this fear and insecurity, you have to deal with this confusion with all these advertisements coming at you mm. and meeting all these sales agent who's telling you why this is the best property for you. <laughs> and you don't even know which Jalan they're talking about or yeah. where this new highway is going to connect to mm. and whether it's going to happen in the first place. So what I would have advised myself back then is, okay, know what you need to do, start breaking it down. Mm. Okay, know your non-negotiables, know... Uh, um, what is the process like? What kind of what are the ideal characteristics of an area, mm. right? Density. Mm. So, so you break it down, start studying mm. one by one. Because if you try to do everything at one go, it's just whew, yeah. So daunting. It's that self part of that self-awareness also. You yeah. need to know what you want. Yeah. Right? Because most of the landed home buyers, right, go because it's what their parents want. Very true. Right. Because Very that's the only true. thing that they know. And you get all information from your parents. Yeah. Mommy will say, go this one. La. It's beyond my capabilities. Mommy give you some. La. Mommy give some. It's like, how much? 30,000. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. Right. Therefore, at 30,000, you get yourself into such a financial trap for a thing that you don't like or you don't need. Then you'll start hating yourself. So, uh, to me, right, like this story is such a powerful one because now without hesitation I love my space yeah what if right after spending all those money all those effort right now I absolutely hate it yeah and it- and you are in this mouse tra- trap where race mouse what, what what's, that? what's that term the Red race. Red race. Thank yeah. you. Because <laughs> I mean... <laughs> mouse trap. What the hell is a mouse trap? Uh, red race where now, if you like your career, congratulations. If you don't like it, yeah. you cannot quit. You dare not find alternatives. You dare not take business risks. You dare not try something else to pursue happiness because every month, there's going to be an installment amount of 3000 coming for you hmm. for the next 35 years. Yeah. Right. So if you like it, oof. If you don't like it, then, right. And that's the, that's the thing that people need to know. It's not wrong to choose to pay for it. It's not wrong. Just that it depends on your personal ambition. It depends on your goals. Exactly. But I guess today, uh, the most important one is that establish that term with yourself. I think that's very yeah. good. So knowing yourself is part of the journey and. I'll just use his words, right? In in the future, is part of that twenty properties that I always suggest people to go. Uh, is part of it is knowing yourself. Part mm. of it is knowing the market. Yeah, yeah. Right. Then only you find that pair where oh, okay, within this budget, I can still find this because it's a very tricky budget. Eight hundred thousand, right? 
you can get a CBD that is 400 CBD uh, mm. apartment that is around 400 square feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go for a landed within Subang Jaya. Then some people say it's a Subang Jaya jam, lah, whatever. But then ultimately, it's your house close to where your parents are and things like that. So you can also go for bungalows in suburbs. So it depends really what you want and only via research. Like, like I can only tell you so much. I can only go so much, right? Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it's your money. And this is like the best thing ever. Anything you want to add on? Like, where can people... Okay, so if people want to listen to more of your stuff and I think your stuff is great, where do, can they find you? Uh, mm. Find me in LinkedIn. Uh, Jonathan Yee. Mm. Um, you know, I can probably send you my LinkedIn. Yeah, we can yeah. put it in the description below. So just reach out to him and I guess in your field, you are also pretty up there and it's a very interesting uh, perspective for me personally uh, because I come from sight. I come from design. This is what I, like from day one, right? I step into society. Oh, brick and mortar, my thing. Yeah. yeah. Then I forget that uh, from other eyes, it's a whole different perspective. So, uh. that is a very, very important thing. So, if you are like me, uh. you're very science-based, yeah. you know. Okay, so, your wife, me. Uh. <clears throat> we work almost based on absolutes. Mm. It's this or that. Mm. You take this drug, it works this way, mm. right? Um, but when it comes to house preference, design preference, it's annoying because <laughs> you know there is no absolute answer. Uh. You can say, you're right, right? Subang is always jammed. Uh. But I really love Subang. Uh. Puchong is always jammed, but people from Puchong will never leave Puchong. Yeah. It's your preference. There's no right or wrong. Mm. And even your house design. Your parents, bless them. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is, a lot of their knowledge base is based on 10, 15, 20 years ago. <gasps> It's no longer, it may no longer be valid today. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, you cannot do like that. Your house uh, cannot do like that. You must paint like this color or what. But it's your house. Mm. It's your uh, uh, design. So if you really feel strongly about it and it's not against common sense, mm. don't do something that is structurally not sound. Lah. You're mm. putting everyone in danger. But other than that, hey, be yourself. It's your place. Oh, this, oh accountability you made a choice I want it red cannot feng shui not good I want right really built ready red colour you happy but bad things happen to you your fault lah <laughs> changing back lah right <laughs> a lot of people would then like, oh because oh my mother wanted this lah my mother didn't want that lah my uncle said it's no good lah my uncle to do this lah then ultimately right it's not your house yeah, yeah, it's not your house. You're not happy. You're not happy with it. Uh, then when people, your friends come over, like, hey, why you do this? Ah, uh? yeah, you know lah, that uncle lah, tell me to do this. Uh. Then he has a friend to do that lah. Then suddenly give his friend lah. Then now become like that lah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, it's, and it's very annoying. So like when you spend money, right? There's this art of spending money also. Yeah. A lot of people, but it's, it sounds a very lavish thing to do lah. But you, we gotta really find value when we spend money la, instead yeah. of uh, yeah a lot of things to talk and uh, oh I absolutely love this series I can and, come back for part 2 <laughs> <laughs> but but um, any word of advice for 
like for people in your profession, I think that's how you work with absolutes, right? In your field. Um, any plans? What's after this for you? Uh, in terms of... Like in terms of investment, in terms of... Uh, like, yeah, so in terms of investment, still looking to properties. Mm, uh, do you really think that property is going to be like a investment thing for you? Property will be a... I'm going to borrow your words. Mm. It's, it's not going to give you fast money. So mm. if you want fast money, focus on your active income mm. or focus on something like stocks. But remember, high risk, high, re- high, risk, high reward, right? Uh, property is a good hedge against inflation. So your property is all, likely is going to maintain or increase its value. Certain properties have devalued, mm. but it's a good hedge against inflation. Yep. And in case you know I have children in the future, either I sell it off for their education, education mm. or I give it to them and say, this is a property, mm. it's a car. Now you have everything you need to continue to see. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things I want to brief on, but whatever. There's no limit to time. My show. Uh, that, right, I think investment, I, I came up with this very smart thing. I don't know whether it's taken before or not. Property or real estate, right, is meant to keep you rich not make you rich. Uh, okay, unless you flip it for a good price. But right, it's, it's, it's tough also because the entry is going to be high. Mm, that's true, that's true. So because upon entry, you're already rich. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so rich here also means that uh, your pocket rich or your mind rich. If you know how to play the game right, then uh, your mind is rich. So don't expect that the property is going to make you like, oh, a lot of money within months. No, it's not never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Right? Most likely you'll lose money. Then uh the second one will be the cross-generational wealth thing. Yeah. Wealth preservation, right? Yep. So a lot of people think like uh, I had a comment on TikTok or Instagram, I forgot. Oh Sean, you gotta remember you don't bring asset to the grave. But my money will continue growing. Just imagine, right? I I finally understood what one of the speakers say let's say if i were to really achieve 25 properties in my lifetime when i'm 80 or 90 i think i will live to 98 lah, right finish right 25 properties straight away will all be cash hmm. assets lah. okay no loan attached already and my next generation or third generation begins with 25 properties yeah it's a big difference uh let's say if you were to just buy it not long ago, maybe like 10 years before I go, right? They are all still in loan. Insurance will cover them. Mm. What a way to create wealth for my offsprings. Yeah. I mean, I came from a family that, you know, I... Yeah. So I remember you told me this back when we were still very young, right? Uh-huh. Like, we were considered the lucky. We are considered lucky. We, we... A lot of us have friends who have house and a car the moment they graduate. Yeah. Right? And then we always say, we are, they are so lucky. Mm-hmm. And then you told me, actually, we are lucky. Yep. We come up with zero because mm. our parents came up with negative. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, you know, you're talking about 25 properties for your children, your mm. grandchildren. Yeah. That sets them up so much more in life than where we started from. Yeah. So, like I said, it's a really big difference and, and that's what property is. And there's also another thing about property. Uh. It's the only asset class that allows you to leverage 10 times its value. 
Hmm. Yeah, you buy gold 10,000, you get 10,000 ringgit worth of gold. Technically, 9,008. <laughs> <laughs> For processing. So, yeah. so you lost money from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, same with crypto, right? With the gas fees and all. So. Mm, mm, mm. And guess, let's uh, not go into crypto. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, what's power? Again, the, I really like this session. Um, there's so much nuggets in here. The, the way I see Lucky right now, right? It's a lot of people want to be the second gen wealthy. I personally, I enjoy the process of being the first gen creating because of that hunger. Imagine you had the dream to build whatever house you wanted. You work your face off. You work so hard on yourself. You put so much pressure on yourself and now you achieved it. The fulfillment, right? That sense of satisfaction. If the same exact house is a prize for mommy or daddy, right? You won't appreciate it as much yeah yeah for I sure know, you know buy soup house for me for what my friends giving me bangsa la. why i want this house here nowhere huh you, you see what i mean so like for those who are still working your face off right like trying to make a better end to ourselves we are lucky because the 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 hunger that comes with it the motivational values oh, that yeah. come with it right the drive yeah it's not about like it's n- this is only part this is the process this is not the end goal yeah right after you get this three four hundred thousand to put into this house right what's stopping you from the next million nothing hmm. because i done this i've made it repeat that yeah with the current knowledge that you have already your next house is only going to be better yeah and when that happens uh, uh. the asset is you yeah because you grow so much that yes. hunger keeps you even you now, now you have the same hunger or even more with that experience, with that knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. If I, you know, we all have tough lives, and yeah, I probably wouldn't change it because mm. I'm so happy. I'm 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 happy who I am today, mm. and I'm happy it gave me that sense of hunger, the sense of determination, the sense of work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have friends that don't have. <laughs> it's very obvious that we can see the main difference, right? So, whoa. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. No, thank you for this opportunity to share. Like I said, if I can help two or three people, even just a little bit, I, I, I'm already very happy. Yeah, so for those who have... Uh, who, who have been supporting the channel, who have watched and listened to most of the videos, I won't say all, uh, if you want to come and share the stories of getting your first property or investment of our mm. own state, welcome, right? Because ultimately, uh, it's this kind of story that I hope that can inspire the next person to go yeah, yeah. to go and achieve what they want. No right, no wrong. Uh, we are these are stories ultimately, or it can be a very cool thing that in the future your grandchildren will. You see, Akka? <laughs> Last time on this show, on YouTube, right? And I really, like, deep down, thank you for coming. No, thank it, you. It, it's, it, it's very courageous. Not everyone wants to, like, hang out with Sean. <laughs> and with that, uh, you can, I will just put his socials uh, down below. And see you guys on the next one. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.